You're listening to Hello Francis, a podcast for curious creatives and nano entrepreneurs who seek knowledge, purpose, and community. Hello Francis is brought to you by the creative firm and solutionist agency, Francis Roy. Our lineup of guests, friends, and mentors candidly share their diverse wisdom and experience. We do all of this in less than 30 minutes. Let's get started. Hello, you're listening to Hello Francis. I'm your host, Chantel Dedeke, and it's a Friday morning at eight o'clock. So around here, that means I have nine screens in front of me because the whole team's here. Hey guys. Hey. Good morning. So um, we're part two of our Enneagram just because we got so much feedback and I think everyone is so um, our, everyone that kind of follows Francis Roy and sees it, I mean, even like in person, they'll be like, oh, I took the test and I'm a blah, blah, blah. So um, I just think innately people are very intrigued about their learning about themselves and learning about others. And our team dynamic is um, something that we're happy to use as an example to help get people through that. So uh, we do know, follow up from last week, Janae has an actual type. <laughs> I am type nine. Type nine. So officially, of the nine of um, what was it? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Of the nine people in front of us, we have all types except a four. Yep. So fours, if you're out there, we need you. Um, my daughter Anna is a four. She turns twenty-one today, and so that's kind of exciting. She's been on our team before, um, and. Uh, but for, I think four is a really interesting personality type. <clears throat> we have uh, someone new joining our team next week, uh, Ren Gerlinger, and she is a type one like uh, Greg Dedeke. So um, that is going to be an interesting dynamic, and we're happy to be transparent through, I think, the transitioning of a new personality into our team. So uh, today we're going to talk about or discuss our wings sounds so weird saying that <laughs> but so it really is you have one wing not like you have two wings you have one of two wings so who is our resident expert on this who can somebody unpack more the wing? more dominant wing right more dominant wing does what does the wing like actually mean does anyone know um so i have kind of a good description pulled up right here. So basically your wing, there's this circular diagram that goes along with the Enneagram from one to nine all the way around the circle. And so your wing is on either side of your number. And it's a number that you're not necessarily that type, but you have some strong characteristics of that type. So you'll have your primary type, that's your number. And then your wing type is the one that you share some characteristics with people who are that number. Interesting. So not necessarily when you take the test, the second number that comes up for you, but it's more of um, a complementary number. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Interesting. And so that was something that I think some of us were confused on even. And then um, Kaylee was like, there is no way that Greg can be a five wing, whatever. And then we started like diving into it and it was like, turned out like, yes, you know, or one wing, whatever. So it uh, turns out, yes. So the wing is a, um, a complimentary. So I guess we can just go around the table if you guys want to share your main type and then your wing type. Okay, I am a um, type six, wing seven. And that's Hill. Yes. I'm a type one, wing nine. 
So I'm type nine wing one. Ooh, interesting. Does that mean, I don't know. We'll unpack that in a minute. Kelsey is a type seven wing eight. I'm a type two wing one. <clears throat> I'm also a type three wing four. Meredith's also a two wing one. Mm. I'm a type five wing seven, I think. No, Kelsey's saying no. <laughs> no, yeah. You're going to be a four or a six. Yeah. Oh, four or six? Oh, must Ooh, be awesome. interesting. I think if I had to guess, which they say you're not supposed to, but this is our show, so I'm going to do whatever. Oh, that's fine. Guess, girl. Yeah. I think Greg's a type five wing four because it's so Yes, you think so, Kaylin. You share an office with Greg. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you know, like, Gregory is very visionary and very creative. And, um, so, Gregory, you might be the closest we have to a four right now. Oh, okay. That's kind of cool. Um, Both fours, that's good. We have the wings. Kelsey, take everybody's test form. <laughs> <laughs> she's, saying, she's saying no. I did not know. She's saying no. But we do know for a fact that he can't be the wing seven. Right. Oh, so that's like a thing? It's impossible? Because I thought it was a thing that uh, you scored – like a second highest. I thought that's what it was. Right. So that's what we were just saying. So the wing is not your second highest. It's just each number has the potential for two wing numbers. So for example, a good example of this is I am an Enneagram eight wing nine. My brother is an eight wing seven. And so eights can only be seven or nine wings. Um, and the difference is like the Enneagram eight wing seven is the maverick. So it's someone that's way more, um, unrestrained and, uh, very like kind of, well, if you met my brother. Insane. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Great. Jody's <laughs> married to my brother, so she can say, it. uh, but, um, we're eight wing nine is the diplomat. So we have a lot of the same shared personality traits, but we are different people, frankly. Um, so like two sides of the same coin, which I think is interesting. Um, whereas Meredith and uh, Jody are the same two, they're not the same exact person, obviously, but uh, type two wing ones uh, with the same. So that's very interesting. Did anyone learn anything that they want to share. Okay, well, let's unpack this. Uh, the strengths of your Enneagram with your wing. Is there anything there that you felt like was just like, yes, or that you were like, no? So my wing strength as a type nine wing one is a desire to help. And I think that's pretty accurate. Mm -hmm. Yes. Anybody else? Mine gets called the idealist. I've got tons of ideas, but I can't complete them <laughs> i'm not i don't know the word i'm quite looking for i'm i'm not a starter an implementer yeah implementer, there we go yeah that is called the expert which i wouldn't necessarily call myself an expert but i think myself in my head calls myself an expert <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> um because i'm very like I, well, another type three is also called the perfectionist, and my strengths with a three-wing four are uh, being attentive to specific tasks, um, connecting with those around them, which I feel like is very um, true, and striving to continually improve. 
which I really think is um, good. But and then on the other side, um, I don't know, like my weaknesses is like focusing too heavily on professional success, um, difficulty accepting a loss or disappointment, um, being perceived as overly confident or moody. Um, so those are interesting. I don't know if I necessarily agree, but maybe that's up for discussion. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I think it's interesting though, and to see Kayla's face through reading the weaknesses, I think is very accurate for everyone. Like no one is comfortable <clears throat> with discussing their weaknesses. One of my least used to be one of my least favorite questions, like when I would interview for a new job was like, what's your strengths? Because I knew the next question was, well, what are your weaknesses? And then I got to a point, I had a really great mentor tell me, well, she can tell your weaknesses are your strengths in excess. It's like, you can be too energetic. You can be too, um, you can give too much attention. You can be too attentive, like those things. And then that became like an easy but articulate way for me to like say, oh, these are my weaknesses. Was that necessarily accurate? According to my Enneagram, no. Um, I definitely have some well-developed well weaknesses. Uh, wow, that there's a lot. Um, <clears throat> so I don't want to move from strengths yet. Anyone else want to share like some of their, uh, some of their fun strengths you feel like are accurate or inaccurate for whatever purpose? Um, I like the ones for two. I think they're pretty accurate. Um, these are recognizing the needs of others, um, awareness of their own growth areas, which I don't say it wasn't a strength for me for a while, but now I'm starting to find it as more of a strength for me of like finding things I want to grow in. Um, focusing and giving attention to present tasks sometimes. Sometimes scatterbrained and that doesn't happen and I'm like wanting to move on to the next thing. But um, offering support and encouragement is another strength. I like those. Those are good. Kelsey? Okay, so Enneagram 7 Wing 8 is also known as the opportunist. Um, they want to pursue new opportunities and avoid being controlled by schedules. Some strengths are... Ability to assert themselves, remaining calm in situations of crisis, um, staying high energy and positive, and natural self-confidence and charisma. That makes you perfect for the field that you're in. And you, the particular, like, um, I would say the particular setup, too, because, you know, um, Kelsey and I recorded a podcast once on remote work before COVID, like way before. I mean, she's like remote work pioneer on our team. So, and that there were so many good tips there because Kelsey is really able to manage um, the remote work environment in a way that is efficient. And I don't, I think everyone wants to work from home. Not everyone is efficient at home. I am not efficient at home. Uh, Hill and I have had this discussion. We're very extroverted. It's very difficult for us to be, you know, on the top of our game in a, in the home environment. Um, but uh, Kelsey does this very well. And it sounds like a lot of your strengths play into that, Kelsey. Yeah. Um, and Mer I got to spend the whole day with Meredith yesterday. And I will say her strengths are her strengths, girl. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anybody else? Share shrinks. All right, guys. <laughs> okay, we're gonna move to weaknesses, and they're. Um, I love this. It's like 
the way that it says. I'm, I'm, I don't know what website you guys are on uh, for reference, but I'm using the crystalnose.com today because I used the Enneagram Institute the last time and I just kind of wanted a little bit of a different perspective, but they, they, they're pretty similar. I just yeah. like the way that this website kind of organizes it. I don't know. What do you guys think of the two? I'm using the crystal nose as well. I like that one. Me too. Yeah, I like that. And Jody was saying before we like started recording that she was taking some other tests too on the crystal nose website, like Mm -hmm. the disc assessment. There's like a little pop out on the side here. You can take the 16 personality, the Enneagram and the disc assessment all in the one place, which I think is uh, quite cool. It might be an overload, but I just realized I didn't say anything about my strengths. Oh, let's go back Hill. (laughs) So sorry guys. (laughs) Um, I need to wake up. Um, okay. It says deep, deeply committed to people, um, can create security and safety for others as a leader, engaging and responsible, um, can visualize scenarios or pitfalls, um, before they happen and keenly aware of the greater good and will fight for it. Those are great ones. Mm -hmm. Um, so I have found a conflict between Enneagram Institute and Crystal. Okay. Uh, on the Enneagram Institute, the type one wing nine is the idealist. On Crystal, it is that you're the optimist. Oh, so it's just defined differently or the entire description is different? Uh, not really the, the entire description. The strengths and weaknesses are pretty close, but it, uh, there, there are some differences. Mm. And uh, do you want to share your strengths, Greg, or no? Uh, let me pull it up real quick. These all have great strengths. And I will say, as I've had the pleasure of leading each of you individually and together, you guys are all very great examples of your strengths. Um, so for type one wing nine, my strengths are highly focused attention to details, calmly defending the rights of others, caring for the community around them, consistently abiding by personal values, imaginative, imaginative yet logical worldview. I think it's really cool that we have all these different strengths because I feel like everyone's missing something, but like all of us together, like bring it all together as a team. And I think it helps us work through like meetings and strategizing really well. That's a great point, Kayla. We got to see that in action this week when we were working on uh, some client work together. Um, some of our favorite time is, you know, when we're able to kind of pull collectively together as a team and, you know, brainstorm through a problem. Um, uh, just for the sake of this podcast, I'll share my strengths uh, with you guys. Eight wing nine, ability to see different perspectives, naturally energetic and confident, leading others through support and guidance protecting those they care about and giving attention to the needs of others. So those are my uh, strengths according to crystalnose.com, um, which I feel like, you know, and Greg, uh, Greg Dedeke, not Gregory Dedeke, but Greg Dedeke and I've talked about this a lot, which is like the importance of um, uh, the responsibility of building this team where as Kayla clearly articulated is um, you know, balance of personalities. We have diverse thought here. We have diverse ways of doing things. Um, all of us are from different educations and different backgrounds. And then we mentor uh, top to bottom and bottom up as well, which is very 
um, important to our team. Um, I felt like I got a lot. Uh, I learned a lot from Meredith yesterday. Um, Kayla has been sharing with our team some of um, her uh, challenges this week, and I feel like I've learned a lot from that sharing. So um, it's it's important, I think, that we see our team from a holistic 360 view and that we're utilizing and aware of all of our uh, strengths, which is sounds like we've got some good ones. And I can say that whenever we, <clears throat> Antel and I discuss bringing a new person onto the team, uh, that is a conversation that is heavily on not so much the skills of that individual, but how will they fit into the team dynamic. Yeah. Um, that's one, that's even something you see in the military. You could have the most qualified person with superior <laughs> skills, but if they can't work with the team, if they're not a good fit, then their skills are wasted. So, uh, and, and, you know, everybody that's on our team has incredible skills and continues to improve those skills. But the most important part is they're able to collaborate. And in this, in this environment, you have to be able to collaborate as a team and listen to, well, all right, right now, nine different ideas on how we can approach things. So, yeah, I mean, you can come in with an incredible resume, but if you can't fit into the team, if you're not a good fit, then just got to look at the next person. So Greg and I, I love these conversations between Greg and I, because Greg is so type one, right? And he is like, yes, this person needs to fit in. And so when he and I are talking together, I'm an eight. So I'm like, I'm the reformer. So I'll make them fit. Right. No, no, no. So no, that's not our PSA. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right, but um, I am like, but what if you bring in someone that can cause such disruption that our team experiences incredible growth? Like, let's not be close to the fact that, yes, we might bring someone in that makes everybody feel uncomfortable at first. But as we gel and we start to work together and we work, I mean, you have, you, you know, especially as we're working on like client work, you're working on things that are just different. I mean, you don't always want the yes. Kelsey and I talked about that yet the other day. You want that someone that's going to be like, actually, this is kind of horrible, and I feel like it needs more. We will, um, especially we did this a lot in the very beginning of Francis Roy, and but we'll work on something for a week, and then I will just come in and be like, you know what, guys, this is not right. We're going to tear it down and start again. And I think you need those people that are not necessarily going to be like, oh yeah, this is great. This is the way we do it. This is the way we've always done it you need the people that are going to come in and be like, actually, I have this really great idea. I feel like Ren might be that person. So I think it'll be interesting uh, to see. And I'm open to that. And I hope this team is open to that too, because um, before like real launch points of growth can occur, there needs to be a bit of destruction and it can be positive. Um, it can be uh, an introduction of the way to do something that we've always done that's new, that's more efficient, that's with a different perspective. And so I think, yes, it's a risk bringing in someone new, but we have a very strong culture here. To me, it is much more of a priority to ensure that that person aligns with our core values. But from a personality perspective, like, Let's bring on, let's bring on that four. Where are they? And the reality is anytime we bring somebody on, any, anytime any of you join the team, you were the disruptor. It's true. You did not know it, but everyone caused destruction. 
dis, dis, what, dis, dismantling at some disruption. Point. Yeah. Disruption, dismantling, and rebuilding, and especially you, Kayla. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I was going to say, wow. <laughs> Wake up call. <laughs> okay. I want to go into our weaknesses a bit because it is uncomfortable, and talking about uncomfortable things is uh, important. So, who I, I will um, share my weaknesses first. How about that? And then everybody can feel very uncomfortable um, are comfortable with sharing their weaknesses. So eight, this is an eight wing nine. Uh, these are weaknesses that are typically associated with an eight wing nine personality. Uh, struggling to control their temper, tendency to be stubborn, disliking rules or orders from authority figures, seemingly overconfident or emotionally detached. Fun. Doesn't that sound like your new bestie? It sounds like um, one of those dating, I, I think when you, on dating apps, you should be able to take like your Enneagram and then you have to do your weaknesses and then your strengths and then be like, oh no, no, thank you. Like, I definitely want to be this person who has a horrible, with this person who has a horrible temper, doesn't like rules and is emotionally detached, but overly confident. Doesn't that sound fun? <laughs> That's Greg, he knows. <laughs> I'm the exact opposite. <laughs> so weaknesses for a one wing nine. Tendency to seem detached or impersonal. Difficulty tolerating negativity in the world. Criticizing themselves and others and becoming stubborn when challenged. Good to know. Good thing I don't work with him. <laughs> Y'all are killing me. Kayla, you throw your name in the hat. Go. <laughs> Focusing too heavily on professional success. Um, which is true. I feel like I always run on like, like I'll be doing work at 3 a.m. because, you know, I'm just bored and I see something in my inbox. So I'm like, might as well do it. Um, tendency to face self-doubt and trust stressful circumstances. I think I saw that a lot with my challenges. I kind of put things personal when I shouldn't. And whenever things get stressful, I just like break down. Um, difficulty, attention, Accepting loss or disappointment, and then being perceived as overly confident or moody. Kayla, before we move to the next person, I do want to say that this week I know has been a very challenging week for you, and we've all been kind of rooting for you, but to be incredibly enlightened and be able to read off a list of weaknesses and say, okay, I, you know, analyzed how this week was for me, and yes, I did experience those things, but I want to grow from that is incredibly um, advanced intellectually. So well done this week. You were doing the hard work. Yeah, I had my evaluation this week for um, that certain challenge. And so quite a bit of a wake, call, wake up call, like kind of, it's kind of uncomfortable, like getting an evaluation on people that you work with and like hearing the negativity. And then it's just like, you break down and you're like, okay, maybe that is true, but then it's like, it's kind of difficult to um, understand that. And then it's even more difficult when the people that evaluated me explain it and it's just uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. But I think it needs to happen for everyone on the team to be able to realize that and grow from it. Very well said, Kayla. I think that's your quote for this week. Mm -hmm. I like it. Good job, good job, good work. And this is an exterior team you've been working with. It's not our team, but we've been happy to be
be alongside you this week and provide you with all the support you need to, to go through that. I'm very, very, very proud. So well done. Um, okay. Next who, who just wants to like rip their weaknesses out into the neither sphere on our podcast. Fun. Oh, go Hill. Let's do this. Okay. Um, difficulty reconciling negative emotions. Um, struggles to make life decisions, fun, um, tendency to doubt themselves, and caring too much about material possessions, which I don't know so much about that one, but I have that one too. And I was kind of like, I don't know that that's really me. That's kind of the only weakness I don't really agree with though. Yeah, same. Yeah. (laughs) I, I agree with, I agree with all the others. I will say too, um, really quick, I wanted to say the, cause fear is a really big thing with type six and it can be a weakness on how they handle it. So it's the only number that has a phobic and a counterphobic of how they handle fear, which I thought was really interesting. So I'm a six wing seven and apparently you handle fear in an outward manner, which hopefully says you can be edgy, restless, um, and sometimes channel into a competitive manner, which I thought was very interesting too, to recognize. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's good though to have that because, well, I see it as a positive because before we, before we do anything and post anything social media, I think it's good that we can rip it apart before someone else does. So having that like if everyone agreed with it and then something happens and it's like oh we kind of need that person to be like well maybe this might not work out because of this and then we can change it for the better i like that yeah. Jody, do you want to share the two wing one this time since meredith shared the two wing one last time so i can't actually get mine to load here oh okay <laughs> sorry <laughs> you're good you're like i'm okay i'm just gonna mute myself yeah i'll just i'll agree with all those weaknesses meredith <laughs> <laughs> is the two wing one spokesperson uh, <laughs> she's outside near the pool and very perfect so yeah <laughs> go for it that's good okay so uh, weaknesses for two wing one are being highly self-critical or insecure in trying times, seeking praise from others, ignoring and sacrificing their own personal needs, and a difficulty facing criticism from other people. Mm. And both Meredith and that's Joe pretty accurate. Nodding their heads, so <laughs> yeah. I wish I had that because I feel like if it's anything like. No, I know Meredith from high school and I just, I know I've, I've seen that side of her and I, I think that it's a strength in my opinion, because I feel like I cannot shut up and I wish I could just be like, I could see it, something and I'm just going to be like, let me just sit in the corner and just watch it and just comprehend in my head, but not say anything. Cause that's, but I think if we all had the traits that we wanted, we probably wouldn't have strengths and weaknesses and we wouldn't be unique individuals and we wouldn't be a part of a very diverse team. Yeah. And so that's, that's a requirement. Janae, I'm, I'm seeing you. (laughs) And this is like the epitome of my weakness. (laughs) Uh, I do not like facing conflict. That's for sure. 
Uh, I overlook my own needs. I'm overly critical of myself. I can be perceived as cold when stressed. And yeah. And if body language, right? So Janae is like hiding behind her desk. <laughs> She's like, please. <laughs> and I, I totally think that that's relatable. And um, from a leadership perspective, I mean, you want to know the strengths and weaknesses of everyone on your team so that you can um, help them work through um, not necessarily weaknesses, but challenges and work towards motivation. Um, which is incredibly important. Has everyone shared uh, weaknesses? Gregory, I think you, but we don't know your exact wing. Do you feel comfortable sharing or do you want to wait? Uh, well, I'm reading from the type five wing four and it seems kind of accurate. I didn't share my strengths either. Oh, so. <laughs> just, you know what? Just ring them down. You can do strengths. Yeah, I mean, it's only, it's only eight bulleted list points. So, okay. so like, Starting with the strengths, uh, a type five wing four is creative thinking and expression, ability to work well independently, observing and understanding small details, and deep level of focus and attentiveness. But with the weaknesses, it's tendency to be overly sensitive, uh, focusing too much on themselves, distancing themselves from other people, and struggling to think practically or realistically. Interesting. Very interesting. And a uh, type five week four, I'm on Crystal Nose as well, is called the philosopher. I think if that sounds, at least from the strength side, Greg, that sounds very accurate. Yeah. For me anyway. Those but what do you think about the weaknesses though? I think there are some accuracies from my perspective, but what do you think about the weaknesses? I don't know. I mean, I can definitely see the uh, overly uh, over sensitivity and the, uh, Focusing too much on self and distancing from other people. Actually, no, it's very accurate. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's absolutely true. <laughs> oh my gosh, guys. <laughs> I love this call so much. Um, okay, so let's let's refocus because the weakness makes us feel a little bit of stress. So let's we refocus here. There is a section um, on uh, motivations, and I think that's so interesting because. I almost want to be like to the point where as we do assessments on our team, we're moving past strengths and weaknesses and we're moving towards um, what really motivates us individually. And so, um, you know, when people experience pain, stress or dissatisfaction at work, especially there are certain types of activities that can be just energy draining. And um, uh, I can't remember who I was sharing with this with the other day. It was probably Hill, but I'm reading Harvard Business Review's um, How to Manage Yourself. And you probably heard me say that a lot because I read it a lot. I read it. It's like this big. I read it and then I go back and I read it again and I go back and I read it again. And I, I think that's because um, uh, as when you're managing people, managing yourself is so incredibly important. And I love that manual. It's a very short read. I can take it with me wherever. And um, it, I've been reading this really great piece. They're short stories, by the way, within the manual. So um, short little chapters that you can get through really easily. And I'm currently reading this section on managing your energy versus managing your time. And um, in the past, I've been a very time-focused individual. So I will schedule my day, boom, 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 boom. 
now I'm trying to schedule my or manage my energy instead of schedule my day, which I will tell you I am failing at astronomically, but I am trying to really work through that. But it is really like, don't worry so much about, well, I mean, it's very difficult because you have the balance of like meetings have to happen at a certain time. But if you don't have the energy to get through your day, you're really not managing anything. And so when we move into motivations for the types, we really are kind of highlighting what creates a surplus of energy for each individual so that we can get through some of the activities that might be energy draining and we can shift um, tasks and activities to the appropriate person on our team so that everyone ends up with a positive tank of energy um, at the end of any certain like um, scheduled time or period. So has anyone read through to what their motivations are through their Enneagram type? I know that we've not all done that, but uh, Kayla's nodding, Hill's nodding. Hill, do you want to start us out? Do you know what your motivations are? Sure. Um, for uh, Enneagram 6, Wing 7, um, new and entertaining experiences, meeting and building relationships with new people, maintaining the close relationships with friends, family, and uh, work in the work place too and then helping to solve difficult problems excellent I feel like those are very accurate we've spent ten, three years to get almost four years together right Hill that seems very mm -hmm. accurate mm -hmm. yeah I've only known Hill for a year and I feel like that's like spot on right Kayla <laughs> Kayla you, you throw yourself in the ring my friend do you know your motivations <laughs> Um, so Enneagram three wing fours tend to be motivated and energized by personal and professional growth, accomplishments and achievements in the workplace, feeling validated and accepted, and then forming a deeper understanding of themselves. And do you feel like you have done that this week? 100%. And I think, girl. I think the feeling validated and accepted can be a strength and a weakness because if I don't get that, then I'm like, well, that was terrible then because no one validated me. So then. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm here to tell you that there is, um, and I've coached a couple of members on our team. Self-validation is so important. Um, the external validation that you seek in the world will never provide you with enough. You will, the ability to self-validate. And I will say that is because no one leader, um, for example, I will never be enough of a leader, Kayla, to value, uh, validate you in the way that you deserve. Yeah. Um, you can do that for yourself though. And you're the only person that can do that for yourself. So I think seeking internal validation and being able to provide yourself with, you know what girl? Yes. Not everybody is like saying, yes, I validate or justify what's going on, but you know, the hard work that you did this week and being able to provide yourself with that kind of validation is very important. And I've seen you emerge uh, very strongly in that area this week. So. Yeah, definitely. And I think also it's, been a wake-up call to me because then I'm like okay no one's validating me on everything that I do but at the same time am I doing that for everyone else mm. and I think a lot of people like I think it in my mind but I don't like say it because I feel like they know that so I think I just need to turn that around on me interesting good growth Kayla Kelsey I see you girl um, and Enneagram 7 with Wing 8 um, is motiv motivated by having strong, thriving relationships with others, parties, traveling, concerts, celebrations, etc. 
accomplishing a goal at work and experiencing new things in life. Wow. Did you write that? Because it sounds like you wrote that. <laughs> I know. It's pretty spot <laughs> on. <laughs> You'd love to have a good time. We need to get a concert together. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> if you follow Kelsey on Instagram, you'll know she is like our traveler. She's, she is. Yes. She's. Oh. That sounds, and I can say that um, Kelsey's kind of the one person that will check in with me too and be like, hey, I want to do these things or, you know what I mean? Like, what do you think about the, you know, whatever. And everybody does it to a certain extent, but Kelsey, you're very consistent about that. So I see that in your motivation. Um, and at, I need to do a better job of uh, providing that to you as well. So that's awesome. Um, Janae, no, Jody's in. I finally got it. Okay. <laughs> um, so the um, two wing one motivations, it says the want to be loved, to express their feelings for others, to be needed and appreciated, to get others to respond to them, and to vindicate their claims about themselves. Wow. I'm not really sure about that last one. But. Yeah. <laughs> Well, as um, a self-proclaimed uh, private investigator, Jody, you don't feel like that last one is, uh, no? <laughs> I still need to get that, uh, that certification. Yeah. Well, I think you definitely need to get that certification. But, um, <laughs> yeah, so the motivation and energize, you feel like those are pretty spot on. Meredith, Jody, you guys are, yeah. I definitely think so. And mine, um, on Crystal knows there's a couple others that line up well with the ones that Jody said. Uh, she's talking about solving problems and accomplishing goals. This one also had personal time to recharge, which I'm bad about taking, but I've learned more that I really need. Um, and then feeling needed and accepted and volunteering and like that kind of thing. So it lines up with hers really well. Yeah. And Jody, you have a hard time having time for that because I do. you're balancing yeah. a lot. So yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's rough. Well, and Jody is uh, helpful at work, but also in family. You're always like the person that's like helping everybody. So I can see that being something that you, I, I know that you work on all the time. Girl, you got to take a break. <laughs> <laughs> it's like life gets boring when you take breaks. Yeah. Okay. No, sure. <laughs> I've been developing a line of just like imaginary t-shirts this year. One is I don't have the bandwidth for that. Um, well, another one will be life is boring when you take breaks. I like it. Yep. <laughs> Good job. Good job, guys. Uh, Janae, do you know what your motivations are? Uh, so a type nine wing one motivation is um, consistency and routine in their lives, uh, but helping bring positive change to their community, uniting two groups of people, support and acceptance from peers. Interesting. I can see all of those. What do you think about the uniting two groups of people? I, I don't know. Mm, that's an interesting one. Yeah, it is. That is interesting. I'm like, how can we do that? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, that sounds hard. Like even, huh? We'll have to work on that, Janae. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know how you're like, you're a type nine and you're like, either like really healthy, <laughs> like unhealthy or like average. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's like if you're like super healthy. <laughs> I know. We, I was looking through all the levels of health 
like the, 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 what the unhealthy, the average, and then the healthy. And I was like, I'm actually okay with being between like the healthy and the average. Yes. Sometimes. Exactly. Like, yeah. Cause the level one, it was like maxed out. Yeah. yeah. It was a little bit. Well, crazy. for mine, it's like, like you're like your mother Teresa or something. <laughs> so. Well, I can see that. United. Okay. So that makes sense with the United two groups of people. Yes. If you are a biblical figure or a saint, <laughs> uniting you. two groups of people is totally doable within your realm. <laughs> well, you never know. I think we should always strive to reach our fullest potential, but then yeah. understand that you're still such a like contributing and worthy human being, even if you're not Mother Teresa. So. <laughs> But Greg, who is a one, was like, mm, but are you? I saw him. I saw him do that. He was like, mm, I don't know. <laughs> Greg, I am so curious about your, I have not read your motivations through, so. You probably should. Oh, great. Thanks. <laughs> that call out. Greg is my husband, by the way, so um, I guess he feels like he can speak to me like that. I've been getting mentored for <laughs> two decades. So, okay, go for it. What's your motivation? Uh, I am motivated and energized by peacefully advocating for social justice issues, hmm. helping those less fortunate by volunteering locally, creatively solving complex problems, and finding personal peace and growth. I think only one of those adds actually uh, a true motivator. I mean, I enjoy doing the other stuff, but... I like creatively solving problems. Uh, I mean, I like volunteering, but I don't see that as a big motivator. It's not like, oh, I feel energized by doing that. Let's go do more. Um, I see that manifesting, though, for you, Greg, not in the traditional traditional sense of volunteering. Like, when someone calls and asks you for anything, like one of our friends or one of our neighbors, you, like, jump up to do it. And that is a form of volunteerism. Like you'll stay, you'll like stay and help or you'll arrive early or you'll always like provide extra. I think that that is in the same lines. You don't feel like that's the same? I just like being on time. Okay. <laughs> I hate being late. Like, well, speaking of which, you were late to work the other day? Ooh, and to this Zoom call, Kayla. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta be five minutes early. My, my player will not buy me a new laptop. Um, it takes forever to load. Uh, I had to feed dogs, so I'm volunteering my time to help out. You know, poor suffering animals. Right. Oh my god. Thanks, Kayla. <laughs> now are gonna share an office. <laughs> I just, oh, girl, you're in it to win it today. I love it, Gregory. You have your motivations. Yeah, uh, I know that one of them is, okay, so I tend to be motivated by learning a valuable new skill, developing their understanding of the world, time to reflect and think on their own, and feeling appreciated and admired. Everyone's nodding their head. Yeah, like, <laughs> Gregory, you are like, what, an autodidact, right? Yeah, and so like, I, I, tend to always like self-educate. I'm always trying to learn something new, but right now I'm focusing on still like developing uh, my knowledge on programming languages. 
So it kind of helps my job a bit. And also I'm trying to learn how to do hydroponics, which is like growing uh, vegetables and food with just water, no soil. And also do 3D printing and a bunch of other things. <laughs> so <laughs> That was a very... Um... Uh, like actual example of your motivations. I think it's good that you, Greg, you're one of the one people that I see will self-motivate. Right. Like my motivations tend to be um, a little bit more external, but you self-motivate very well. And right. it's kind of like, you'll, you'll be like, oh, I really want to learn this thing. So you'll just do it. You'll like get the manuals, you'll read videos or whatever, and you just do it. So I mean, like with, with the internet and everything, like all the free resources that you can get, like there's no reason not to for me. Like if I am curious about something and you know, just even a little, I will go down the rabbit hole and try to learn it. Like it's, it's kind of an addiction for me, actually. Yeah, so. every, every week is something new and I learn something every new every week. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome, guys. Well, I, um, eight wing nines are motivated and energized by leading others effectively, uh, making their own decisions, spending time with their families and loved ones and empowering and advocating for others. And it sounds to me anyway, like as our team has through this podcast episode unpacked our strengths, our weaknesses, and our motivations, it's even more team validation that um, the magic at Francis Roy are the people at Francis Roy. And everything that we bring to the table and all of, you know, it, and it has not always been this way and it will all, not always be this way. But in the very beginning, it, you know, there were people who were not in the right place. And I think being comfortable and being supportive and you guys support each other and you lead each other um, regardless of seniority and regardless of age and regardless of experience. And um, I don't know about y'all, but I feel like that's our magic for sure. Somebody asked, maybe it was on our virtual coffee chat, that was like, oh, would you ever want to like do webinars on the way you guys do things or, you know, your secret sauce? Maybe it was Jonathan that asked that. It sounds like a Jonathan question. Secret sauce. <laughs> it, was. Question. <laughs> it was. And um, I was like, but there's no secret. We have no, we're, we're not doing um, marketing and research and we're not doing social media and we're not doing PR and design and we're not doing this I mean any special way. It's the people here that are our magic. So um, it's, you know, the fact that you get the individuals that you work here doing the functions that like, honestly, agencies all over do. Um, and I think that that's what makes us special. Our secret ingredient is that there's no secret ingredient. It's the chefs. Wasn't that on Kung Fu Panda? No, it was on uh, uh, Ramen Heads. No, it was no, it was on Kung Fu Panda. Yeah, it was the dumplings. Oh, I love Kung Fu Panda. So maybe that was a little bit of a... My family's laughing because they know how much I love Kung Fu Panda. No, that was Kayla's name. She renamed herself and I renamed myself. The guy, the gal that Greg says is, what is, it? is in fact always late. Uh, <laughs> you guys renamed each other? 
No, wow. I renamed myself, then she renamed herself. It's a conversation within names. Oh, nice. Okay, great. <laughs> oh, okay, I see. So you guys can't see it if you're listening. Greg is now named the guy that Kayla said is always late, and Kayla is named the gal that says Greg is, in fact, always late. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a schedule. <laughs> oh, you guys, we do have to take a photo. Hill, you're going to ask for a photo later, right? Yeah. Oh, we'll, we'll do it after the recording. We're going to wrap up, though. Does anybody have anything else that they want to add? This is always fun when we get to spend time together, though. Anything? Anything? Well, okay. This has been an episode that's been great. It's long. I have been trying to re-record our intro forever. I need to, like, actually make time for it because our episodes have been exceeding 30 minutes, but... Uh, no one's complained about it. I'm sure they will now that I've said that. So if you would like to complain about the length of this episode, you can send me an email. Hello at FrancisRoy.com. You can also comment on our Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, um, that, uh, but, but also like it and share it too. Kelsey loves when you do that. Um, and uh, we will talk to you guys next time not see you guys we'll see each other next time but we'll talk to you guys next time um as always thanks for listening to us mm -hmm.